Business Hour with Oliver Fang on OFM. Now for tonight's second sit down, I'm speaking to Mark Edelberg. He's a partner at Mazars in South Africa. He's going to tell us why it's important for businesses to revisit internal controls to curb being shortchanged or defrauded by employees. Thank you so much, Mark, uh, for joining me on the RFM Business Hour. It is such a pleasure having you on. Well, you guys recently penned a release about the importance of businesses revisiting their internal controls. Why is this more important? important now than ever before. Hi, thank you. Basically, with COVID and with the way the world has changed and with the way we work, this particular issue has become a lot more relevant. We've gone away from that office-based type working scenario to often a completely 100% remote method or what's becoming a lot more popular now amongst various corporates out there and non-corporates is your hybrid basis of working. Well, let's get into how management can change the culture of an organization by performing daily checks. Why is this so crucial? Okay, I think it's very crucial that an organization sees that everybody from the top to the bottom is complying and is doing what should be done. With top management performing checks, whether it's daily or monthly or, or weekly, it sends the message out to those in the workplace that things are being monitored, things are being checked up and being followed up on. And with that gives that heightened need to be responsible for what you're doing and to take accountability and that you can't go and hide things under the counter, so to speak, because you know that you're not going to be checked. It just creates a more vigilant organization. Well, what are the easiest forms of fraud that employees can perpetuate on a company just so that those who are leading businesses are aware of some of the latest trends, I guess, in in the world of crime? (laughs) Well, you know, in the old days, it was the petty theft of time where people would go off and do things even within the office which were not business related and today with internet and everybody working on computers unless one is monitoring what your employees are doing on their computers they could be sitting and reading their social media and playing around and yes it's it's not a cash loss to the business but it is a theft in, in that the time that they are stealing in the commerce to do their own personal stuff as opposed to working on, on the company matters it was also in the old days there was stealing of stationery and taking paper clips or pens or pads home or photocopying your child's textbook for school or whatever the case might be. Today, with digitalization, it's people can become very creative. And I think one of the biggest, biggest risks is, and it depends on the degree of segregation of duties within the organization, is the creating of payees on the banking system or even creating documentation to support a payment and submitting these documents for payment to to whoever is in charge of loading payments and putting on banking details that don't actually relate to the payee that you're paying. Mm. There are many tools out there that you can use on a PDF and you can change that PDF's details and you could put in your own name or you could leave the company name but put your own bank account on and unless there's some due diligence being performed, the person that's loading the payments, it could go undetected. That's quite uh, concerning. What are some of the policies then, Mark, that companies can adopt to ensure that there is a culture of double-checking that is, I guess, present in an organization? Well, I think 
you know, the biggest issue is creating an awareness, a heightened awareness within your organization. Employing what we in order to world use is professional skepticism. So if I, as an employee in a company who's in charge of loading payments, receives a request to load a payment for submission for payments, I need to do a due diligence. I need to ensure that it's a valid invoice or payment for the company and that the information that's contained thereon is valid, specifically the bank accounts. And I need to do a due diligence on it. So I need to go and ask or obtain sufficient proof that that bank account actually exists and has been verified by the bank. So companies need to put in policies and procedures where information is properly checked with the proper channels. If you give me an amount to pay, you email me an invoice and I say to you, please give me your bank details. You could give me your own created bank statement looking documents with the bank account that you want me to use as opposed to me going and checking it independently. And I think that's, that is the important distinction that we need to start making now that we need to have a process in place, for example, with, with payments that when, when banking details are loaded onto a banking system, those details are thoroughly checked so that when you get the email saying, oh, please pay into my new account, you don't do it. Because there's external fraudsters and the internal fraudsters. The external fraudsters will send you these panic emails saying, unless you pay this, your account will be blocked. Mm. Here's our new banking details, please. Or your internal is going to go and create some form of documentation to support a payment or to reuse documentation and alter bank accounts. Moving away from just specifically talking about internal controls, the auditing profession has been facing somewhat of a crisis in light of several high-profile matters in the media space. This includes Steinhoff. Where would you say the industry is currently? The industry is trying to show and try that we're doing what we are doing is what is correct and that it's often very difficult for auditors to uncover massive frauds. It's impossible because if you've got a very clever individual in an organization, they can create something. And that is why we, we use professional skepticism when we go about our audits. That's why we use unpredictability. And importantly, also, we get to understand and know our clients and the risks attached with that client in terms of the hotspot areas, areas where there could be issues, but it's not foolproof. You know, the purpose of an audit, it's not to detect fraud. The main purpose is to express an opinion that it's fair and reasonable, mm-hmm. that the financial statements fairly present. Fraud and, and error detection is a byproduct of it, and it's built into our procedures, and it's also part of the whole risk assessment process. But I don't believe that no matter how many rules and regulations brought it down upon the audit profession, that there'll never be corporate scandals out there with with clients. Any closing remarks on uh, the internal controls portion of our sit down? Yeah, I think I just would like to advise those out there that it's important like one goes for an annual checkup with your doctor or your specialist. One does an annual checkup on the health of your business and one of the areas to look at is your policies, your procedures, your internal controls and, and just ensure that you know you've, you update everything and that, it's, that your policies and procedures are representative of how you're running your business and how you may have changed the way you do things as a result of the impact of COVID and the hybrid or remote working. Thank you very much, Mark Edelberg. He's a partner at Mazars in SA. He was educating you and me on the importance of revisiting your business's internal controls regularly. The Business Hour with Oliver Fang on OFM.